Hello, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Kevin. And, and we're, we're your, your favorite, favorite aunts. aunts. We finally nailed it. We did it. Okay, we're two best friends who have a lot in common and a lot on our mind. And each week we're going to tell you what is on said minds, pop culture, Christian subculture, everything in between. And also we ask, uh, we answer some questions from listeners, people like you. And like your favorite aunts, we've got lots of opinions and a few drinks in us. Because it's, um, it's more fun that way, right? So let's get into <laughs> it. This is a new episode of Your Favorite Aunts. Hey friends, it's Kevin. Um, I am learning how to be a better live podcaster. And one of the things I realized is that Instagram is kind of a bitch sometimes and doesn't always want you to get the thing you need to get so if you really want to get the full podcast and like really get into it we actually have this amazing conversation with the reverend dr jackie lewis the lead pastor at middle collegiate church in new york city she is so wonderful and such a gas to have around so if you want to hear that conversation go over to instagram.com slash the kevin garcia and watch that live uh, conversation back it's really really funny so uh, we're going to jump into this conversation where me and Sarah just ask how the hell we are. So I love you and enjoy the rest of the show. Bye. Hi, everyone. Hi, Sarah. Hi, everyone. Um, Hi. We are... Um, this is your favorite ants of Mostly Weekly. Mostly. Yes! What? We did it? Yes! Rev- yeah. Girl, I am hey, so. See you! So I we didn't know that. we were going to have an impromptu visit from the Reverend Jackie Lewis. The Reverend we, Doctor. The Excuse me, I would never want to not give her all of her credits. So, mm-hmm. The Reverend um, Doctor Rev- Who keeps inviting me to start my PhD program. And so every time I see her, I'm like, oh no. (laughs) Would you ever consider starting a PhD program? I would. What'd you study? Practical theology. Mm. I would actually study, or the other thing I'm super interested in, um, if folks are interested in what I'm interested in, is I am really interested in architecture, sacred architecture. Mm. Well, I love it. Yeah, the theology behind why buildings are built the way they're built and what they say aesthetically and all that sort of stuff. So I would love mm-hmm. to study that. Okay, so you've been out here wondering what you should be doing. Going to get a PhD is not that. Um, why not? I think I need a I need a eat, pray, love year. You can have an eat, pray, love year. I'm just saying don't don't rule that out. That's a really good idea. Okay. Um, so fun. If you guys missed it, if you're just logging on, please watch the start of this video because we had a surprise guest. Um, and then is your guest coming soon enough that we might have another surprise guest? You never know. You, you never, never know. know. Perfect. Anyways, um, Sarah, how the hell are you? 
I'm doing all right. It's been a really rough week. I had, I got my COVID-19, the first vaccine, but because I had COVID already, I um, got really sick. And so I was kind of cocky. I was a little bit cocky about it. I'll be honest. I was like, I'm fine. What does that mean to be cocky about about a vaccine? Um, I thought it wasn't going to affect me because Mm. I'd had COVID-19. So I thought, I'll just, I'll just schedule a full day of work. I'll just schedule a full day of work and go get my vaccine. And I was okay until about 12 hours after I got the shot. And then mm-hmm. I started shaking so much that my teeth were like hitting each other. And then I couldn't stop laughing. At yourself. Yeah. And then I didn't want to get out of the bathtub because I was so cold. It was... Mm-hmm. It was fine. Um, And so that was a really hard thing. Just had some like tough conversations around all kinds of things, but they're growth things. And then today I um, just decided to sing karaoke to my dog this morning. So um, there was a Twitter storm that started with my, a couple of my friends who are all friends of yours as well. um, What did I miss? You missed uh, Dr. Robin, Trip Fuller, Tim Burnett, Mason. We were all talking about um, doing karaoke. Um, Dan, we were all talking about doing karaoke. And so we started this whole thing about what will be karaoke. And so then it got me singing all my karaoke songs. And all of my karaoke songs are a little bit codependent. (laughs) I realized because I was like, I'm going to sing Stay. Oh, no. And then I was like, I'm going to sing Melissa Etheridge, come to my window. Oh, no. So I'm starting to think maybe it's no, not them, it's me. No, 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 no. Uh, it's both you and them. It's the, it's the entire culture. All like you listen to most love songs. Most of them are codependent. Most of them are like, I would die for you. I would give everything for you. I would like. Right. And uh, that's, I mean, you know, and. Of course, like love is delightful and it sells, right? You know, a mm-hmm. dream of some sorts that most people have purchased and I have purchased in some way and you have purchased in some way and we oh, both kind of want in some weird way. And, so, uh, yeah. Karaoke yeah. by yourself, dancing, singing. I'm wearing shorts today because it's so hot here. So I got shorts and like, I'm feeling good about life. Uh, I love that. But it, yeah, it's just been a weird, I just got back from Alabama last week. Guys, I am, I want to deeply apologize for the audio from last week because it was where I was. I thought the audio was fine. Go listen to the podcast. While I'm saying that, all of you, if you listen to this podcast, mm. I need you to go on Apple right now. Right now. I need you to rate it. I need you to rate it. Unless you hate it, then don't rate it. Don't listen to me right now. But if you love yeah. it, yeah. rate it. So we can get more people to meet their favorite aunts. Yes. And I also sub- subscribe. Hit that subscribe. Subscri- smash the subscribe button, man. Smash that like. God. <laughs> Ew, I, I hate us. Um, but seriously, it really does help us out. So, yeah. That's that's just the little PSA from us to you. Yes. Um, How the hell are you? I think I'm mostly good. Tuesday, I've just like, I've... Uh, my, I need to, I mm-hmm, see this is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I haven't even said anything. And that's half the problem. I am recognizing the way that my mental health uh, has possibly been deeply affected by the possibility that I might be ADHD and not ADD. Um, and I say this because uh, of your journey and what you've mentioned. And then TikTok keeps talking to me. Um, and like, I watch, I follow this one pastor who has ADHD and she was like describing all of the things. And I said, oh, 
is it me? Who is the pastor? Um, I can't remember their name off the top of my head, but it's one of the many, you know, TikTok clergy. Um, I it just got me thinking. Like the the bit one of the biggest things I think has been recognizing how I can jump from like it's it's it used to be manageable. Mm-hmm. It's not manageable anymore. Like that's what I'm recognizing is that like I actually have been off all month for these events that I've been trying to do with my Patreon community. And also like nobody told me that, Oh, Hey Kevin, did you realize that you're literally a week off on all of your events? Mm. And that's why nobody's showing up because you have, they have the wrong dates. And so do you, because you didn't know what, what day it was in your calendar and it just didn't click. Right. And it was very frustrating. And, you know, uh, so, you know, just learning how to get some stuff done uh, pivoting on some stuff in my business, which is actually going quite well. Um, Trying, like I have, and also like there are so many projects I need and want to get done that I don't find myself capable of getting done right now because of how little I can actually do. Um, yeah. It's like, it's I, I'm getting my, my absolute have tos. I'm meeting with my clients. I'm getting my content done. But as far as like the stuff I actually want to do, there's enough hours in the day, but my brain just goes, I start a thousand things and finish none of them. And it's, uh, it's getting to the point where it's very annoying. And so there is this line, you, you knew I was going to go to poetry. Um, there is a line in John. Did I know that? Did I know that? I mean, uh, a line in John O'Donohue where he says, be excessively graceful with yourself. Mm. and excessively um, grace-filled. And I think when you're really, really tired um, and our brains are t- more tired than a lot of people's, and that's the hard part for people to understand. If you, if you don't have ADHD, it's really hard to understand what it's like. And I made 120 excuses for what was actually happening in my brain, but our brains get tired and they get tired really quick. And when they get tired, life is really hard to manage. And we yeah. don't have... Um, permission sometimes to admit that, Hey, my brain is really tired and I'm trying to do too much. And part of it is your part of your brain right now, honey is grieving. Oh yeah. And that takes energy and focus and time Mm -hmm. off of the other things you're trying to do. Yeah. Ah. Everyone be excessively grace filled with yourself. Yeah. Be nice to yourself. And like, like I am, so like I'm not mad at myself for not being able to get these things done. It's just getting to the point where I need help. And so I'm gonna go see about that. And also, how is it that both 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. are both the times that my neighbor wants to do something in his God, on his goddamn lawn? Is that what you're hearing? Is that what's happening? Yes, and I'm like, what are you possibly blowing right now? The four leaves that fell earlier? It's almost spring. Stop. <laughs> what are you possibly blowing right now? Honestly. Honestly. Okay. Apparently I'm in a mood. Apparently I'm already okay. tired. So I'm really glad we're there because having Reverend uh, Dr. Jackie was great, mm-hmm. but we missed, we just need to do a short bit of airing your grievances. So your neighbor getting you mad is a perfect time for us to enter yes. into our section that we're calling the weekly airing of grievances the weekly Go. airing of grievances what do you got you got any grievances because <sighs> no yes yes i do guns 
I was going to bring that up. Would you like to start? Yeah, I, I have a lot of feeling. Um, finding out that the gun that this human used to gun down 10 people was legalized like 10 days before that. And he bought it six days before. Mm. So it got legalized. He bought. Now, could he have used another weapon? Let me tell you, people who say, and you know, I, when this when this happens, when Sarah gets real fired up. Say it up. Come on. People who say it's not the guns that kill people, it's the people who kill people. Great. Then stop giving the people who kill people the ability to kill a mass amount of people at the same time. Yeah. And stop giving the guns to those people. Like, yeah. I don't like this black and white and not following through your logic. It's like the people, I'm going to get to penal substitution, but I'm just saying like, follow the thought all the way through. So don't say it's the people that kill people. Yes, we realize it's the people that kill people, but if you give them a knife, we're more likely able to get control of them than we are when they mm -hmm. have an, something that is yeah. made, made to murder people. It's made mm -hmm. to murder people. You cannot hunt with one of these weapons. Yeah, the, the, it's not a hunting rifle. It's not actually no. useful in, it's meant to quote unquote, protect you from another attacker. And most mm -hmm. of the time, those of us who, those folks who have guns are not the ones who are in harm's way, but the people who can afford to buy them legally, you mm -hmm. know, pay thousands of dollars and then you, they can just walk into a store like this because that is their constitutional right. And it's fucking- What about the constitutional rights of the people who are down on the ground? That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, and you know, I grew up. I grew up in a country that has very strict gun laws, so I have a whole different understanding of guns. But friends, this no, is you don't need to have. No, the the problem is that the understanding of guns that America has right now is the wrong understanding. It is thinking that this thing is a symbol of your freedom when really it is a weapon and instrument of death. Like, yeah. and also, it's not like. Common sense gun reform will help everyone. The only people who don't want common sense gun reform are the people who are getting paid off by the NRA. Yep. You know, and people always say, oh, you know, like it's not about like, you know, they don't actually care about police lives because if they did, they would have done something after the insurrection. They don't actually care about children's lives or family lives because they would have done something after Sandy Hook. They definitely don't care about gay people. They definitely don't care about black people. And they definitely don't care about anybody else besides who's paying their pockets. That's the thing is the money. And that is the God's honest truth is money. Mm -hmm. And I understand like, I understand this like fear of, um, you know, being overpowered. I get that. I understand that in the fabric of America is this, we have worked so gosh darn hard to make people afraid, mm -hmm. right? Because fear sells. And mm -hmm. guess what? Um, mm -hmm. we bought into it and it breaks my heart and mm -hmm. I can't handle, I cannot handle and, and Yeah. And even to bring up the guy who 20, hmm, 21 year old white men are the scariest things in the face of the earth right now. I mean, those, the, the shootings where you are in Atlanta and we're mm -hmm. Asian and then don't tell me that it's not a hate crime. I, I just have a lot of feelings is all. This is what happens to me. I go, I just have a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings, but. And this is what the people came for. This is what I came for. And so. Airing my grievances. My grievances are, stop it. Just stop it. And also, um, Joe Biden, you can do, you can do something about this, mm -hmm. you know? And so, which is why we need to continue. Also, oof, 
you know, do we, yeah, we'll, we'll continue on the political and like, uh, political real quick and then we'll do something funny. Do you have anything else to say? <laughs> yeah, anything else? I'm done. I'm, I'm still steaming over here. As you I'm should. Good. Um, my thing that I'm also steaming over in addition to the shooting in Colorado and gun reform that we should have had ages ago is that, uh, yesterday the Georgia legislature signed into law that limits voting, uh, on the, the extended voting period. It requires an ID for absentee voting ballot. It says that you can only drop off your ballot to the the polling sites, and it's only one ballot drop box per 100,000 people, which makes no fucking sense, and you can only drop it off during business hours. And if you give water or food Wait, to people waiting in stop. line to vote, this is the peace day of resistance. If you give anyone waiting in line to vote food or water, you will be arrested. That is the law. And the woman, uh, representative, state representative Park, uh, a black woman who has been fighting against this, wanted to just merely watch it. And so she was knocking on Governor Kemp's door. And the sheriff who was on duty said, you had to stop that. She's like, you're not going to do anything because I'm not I'm not breaking any laws. And she knocked in and they arrested her for oh, trying what? to do her job. What are they what 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 are those charges? They don't have any. They arrested her, put her in jail and kept her overnight. And like Governor Kemp's like, we're making it accessible. We're making it safer. Like voting has always been safe. Like voting has not been an issue. So I'm sorry, the working poor can't vote now? Nope. Except for on voting day at the limited voting locations. So let me tell you what, um, people in Georgia were pretty fired up. We're like Stacey Abrams, uh, fair fight organization. We are getting our shit together and trying to get this shit overturned. So like, I'm ready for the protests, baby. Also, Stacey Abrams. Can we for a minute, St. Stacey? <sighs> we thank you. I met her once. I know I say this I all know. the time. I have that picture saved on my phone that you texted me because I believe my response to you was, of course you did. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But yeah, I want to just affirm the things that uh, they're saying in the comments. It is Jim Crow 2.0. It's voter suppression. It's racism. It's bullshit. And uh, we're... Oh, another sip for me. I'm out of wine. I literally only had this much left. Well... um, My friend came over last night, not because I drank a bottle of wine by myself. It's totally fine. So, um... Let's do, I'll do my one more um, grievance that I have and then Ready. we can take a break and then Got answer some, some cues. I love it. Great. So my last thing, my grievance is against Justin Bieber. Justice, oh. Justice Bieber. <laughs> here's the deal. He's Canadian. Um, here's the deal. He released his newest album called Justice. Yes. And he used multiple quotes from Martin Luther King Jr. Correct. None of the songs have anything to do with racial justice. Uh, They have nothing to do with, it's like, it's just like MLK quote, I'm going to sing pop songs now, but I'm going to try to be R&B, but it's still pop because it's me. I'm Justin Bieber. I'm Justice Bieber. Um, Baby, stay in your lane, maybe? And maybe, then, maybe not. Maybe not. Like, okay. And then, like, here's like the, the again, peace there is a stance. His song, excuse me, one of the songs he wrote, um, 
he quote like it was like the, there was a Martin Luther King quote where he was saying you basically have to love justice, be willing to die for justice, and all this thing. And then it was a song about his wife, about how he's willing to die for his wife. And it's like. You also, know, if someone is not Justice Beaver as their drag name, then I don't even know what to do. Oh, about my that. God. Justice <laughs> Beaver is a drag king for sure. Oh, my. No, no. Oh, what about Justine Beaver? That's and it's like, ooh, a whole family of beavers. Justice Beaver, Justine Beaver. But Justine over here, the girls, we're not happy. It just is really upsetting to me because who let you do that who told you yeah this is a good idea and like like, do you have no do you have no black people in your life if you were going to use justice as the name if if you were going to um then then you are absolutely putting yourself in the crosshairs of saying, and now I'm going to raise some voices that all of you need to hear. Andre and you know what Henry, he did? Propaganda. Bring all of those people to the forefront because you know your people are going to buy the album. So mm-hmm. here's a chance for you to raise those voices, baby boy. And so now like the, like what there were some things like he did like lift up black organizations and give like a whole lot of money to the King Center. And also I believe that the pro some of the proceeds like where Martin Luther King is like quoted on the track, he like the King Foundation is getting royalties for that. Okay. 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 And so it's like, okay. It's a start. It's a start. That's that's great. It's a start. And also, come on. Ew. You stupid, stupid, stupid. I love when you air your grievances. I hate boys. I hate boys. I don't want to date nobody. No, you don't. Listen, I only date men. Oh, grown men. All right. um, We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to go grab some wine for myself. You can grab this wine for you. And I'm not going to hang up just if you're in the room. Go get your own wine. Hey, it's Kevin again. We had a really good conversation with one of our new internet friends about what, um, how white people can use their white privilege in a productive way and how they can show up in conversations about race without um, stepping on toes, without like centering themselves and also how to do it without fear. Um, But unfortunately, because the person who was answering it um, was on Instagram and I couldn't download the video, I don't have the audio. So please go over to my Instagram.com slash the Kevin Garcia. Go listen to that part of the conversation. It'll be around like the halfway mark of the the conversation. But it was a really robust talking points about how white people can show up practically without taking center stage. So without that, all that buying, here's the other question that me and Sarah had. So I love you. Get back into it. Oh, fine. I've got, um, I've got a couple more questions I can just pull out. Yeah, You're, let's do a couple going? more. Yes, please. Um, well, this one might take up all of our time. I don't know, but we'll see. So this one is from, um, this one is from Steve. This is from Ooh. Steve. Um, yes, it says, Steve. hey, y'all. 
I am coming up on 30, like age 30, and I have been married for almost nine years to an incredible woman. This is, I assume, a cis man. Okay. Steve. Cis man Steve. Uh, over the past few years, I've come to accept, affirm, and celebrate my queerness. Mm. And this process has made it necessary for my partner and I to shift our relationship to friendship. Ah. And co-parenting okay. partnership. Okay. 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 So not, not um, heterosexual. Um, this has been challenging and will continue to be challenging as we navigate this with our kids. Question is, uh, is about queer dating after my partner and I have settled things between us. You know about queer dating. I do. Um, of course, an important <laughs> part of this is for me is not violating her trust by starting too quickly, but having met her in high school in an evangelical context, I have never dated anybody but her. Do you have any tips or suggestions on how to meet folks, build healthy romantic relationships without shame and other wisdom you'd like to share? If I could manifest Matthew Paul Turner right now, I would Matthew. Listen, Matthew Paul Turner. Text uh, on my is, phone. I have to have on my phone here. I would text Matthew because Matthew would be the auntie yeah. for this question. Maybe we'll get Matthew to like drop us a little yeah. thing after this. But yeah, so if uh, am Am I reading this right from hearing you? This is a person who was presenting as heterosexual male. Yeah, they married were married. a woman at young, 21, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, married a young, married really, really young, had parent, had kids, like evangelical, gay, closeted story of our lives. Got it. This is the story of our lives. Right. Okay, go. Um. So yeah, uh, so his question is uh, like like just dating, just like you know, who, how soon is too soon? How do I like respect her boundaries and whatnot? Well, so okay, so here we go. I <laughs> have walked a few men out of the closet um, through my work and helped. You know, so this is what I like. This is what you gotta understand. Um, we love our our former partners who are the co parents to our children. Yep. And we also need to understand that you are not romantically, uh, you don't have, like, the thing that you think you have, like, that loyalty thing that you think you have to do, like, to respect her quote-unquote feelings. Yeah, respect her feelings. And if she says, well, I'm just not ready for you to date, that's not up to her, frankly. Mm -hmm. Like, she can feel uncomfortable with that. She's allowed to say, I feel uncomfortable. And you're allowed to say, I'm so sorry you feel uncomfortable. And also, like, it's time for me to do this. And so you'll know, like, uh, they're also want- going to feel uncomfortable if you were st- if you were running into a heterosexual relationship. Like, yeah. it has it has layers, right? So it's not just like the ending of a relationship, a primary relationship. It's also getting used to your identity that you've had a little bit longer to get used to. You and I talk about this all the time because mm-hmm. when people come out of the closet, they don't realize sometimes that this is the first time someone's having a moment to process that and they don't even remember the self-hatred sometimes they had the first time mm-hmm. they had a sense of that so for your partner you you probably knew before they did probably mm-hmm. as an assumption likely um and so they might be on a different timeline but that doesn't mean you need to necessarily adjust your timeline but it does mean just an awareness just an awareness yeah. of and mm-hmm. i think the thing i would say is just continue to communicate explicitly don't don't sneak around don't try to spare anyone's feelings that the thing that i think people fuck up on the most in relationships whether it's platonic or otherwise is trying to spare somebody else's feelings Mm -hmm. if you can actually go into that conversation by saying um 
hey, uh, I just want to share with you, I'm going to go ahead and date with the, Joe, that guy Joe I was telling you about. And I'm not, you know, if you don't want to discuss that, you just want to let her know. Um, you could say, hey, yeah, I don't really want to discuss it. I just wanted to, you to be aware. Yeah. And then, you, and then you go on your way and then you have a great time. You make sure the kids are watched and like. And if you, you need know, to process something with them, you can, something you and I do with each other. And then we've helped each other. And we learned this from uh, St. Brene Brown is the story that I'm telling myself about this. Cause oftentimes mm. I will tell you one story and you will say to me, what? Well, that's interesting. What's the story you're telling yourself about this? Mm-hmm. Because right. it narrates it as the truth. So perhaps um, you, because you guys all, I'm going to go out on a limb uh, based on Kevin and mm-hmm. I have several friends who this is their story, like, and several really close friends. Like I'm thinking of mm-hmm. Trey and Matthew and these people that we love totally. and walk with. Many, many humans. And, and the store, they, they are best friends with this person. They are best friends with the person they had children with. And so there is, you're losing your best and not losing, you're, you're changing the relationship mm-hmm. with one of your best friends. You can grieve that. You can grieve that. Even if you're you walking should. into your best and what God's best for you, you can grieve that oh, mm-hmm. this change. And the story I'm telling myself is we're never going to be okay because every movie tells you that divorced people should hate each other. Every movie tells you that. No, you know, I know a lot of people who got divorced who are still really good friends. Real, we have friends that are, and I'm proud of them. We have, I'm thinking of Matthew um, in particular, who is showing people that you can, you can have really healthy boundaries, really mm-hmm. healthy boundaries and love each other and respect each other post-divorce. You can mm-hmm. be um, co-parents in a way that gives your family wholeness and health and lets them see, see queerness as, um, as something that isn't shameful and didn't destroy the family. Um, mm-hmm. It's really hard, but you also have to honor too, it's getting rejected uh, as a partner. It's hard no matter what. So you have to love her through mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And just, you know, if, if you can, my rule for any time I'm, my breakup with anybody is like, I will always try my best to be kind. Always. If you can be kind and just make that the rule with your partner, we will always strive to be kind. And when we can't be kind, we will take a step back. If you are yelling, take a step back. Um, the other part of it was uh, any tips on meeting folks, building healthy relationships without shame, any other wisdom. Uh, meeting folks, get on Grinder, get on Tinder, and people give Grinder a bad rap. But like, I've met some of my really, really good friends off of Grinder. No, no, Tinder okay for the gay community? Like, it's really gross for us cisgender yeah, for, heterosexuals. Yeah, is it okay for, for for women? Ten, like, dating is hard, but for gay men, it's a little bit easier. Or like, queer men. Okay. I mean, they're all trash. All dating apps are pretty much trash. Like, no, like you're going to have a bad time on it. But I don't really know any other way right now. Right. Hello, pandemic. Um, yeah. And so, and there's a lot of people right now who I think are very interested in actually meeting people. I actually made some new friends off of Grinder recently. It was just, we met up. I'm like, oh, you seem interesting. And then like, you know, we went and had like a little patio friendship date and it was like so much fun. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. The other day when I talked to you and you lost track of time. Yeah. Name's Ryan. Nice guy. Um, But yeah, that's it. That's the, just, Go out. Like if the world opens up, go to gay things. Go to gay. Yes. Go to go to places and spaces 
that interest you? Because I think um, the places and spaces where I've most often met people have been, I'm doing something that I already love to do, right? Um, and then I discover an interesting human who might be of interest. Now, taking dating advice from me right now is probably not helpful. <laughs> no, the thing is, like, um, you can Those be somebody can't do who gives. Teach. Hello. Do. Yeah. Um, and the thing about it is, all dating is, and all healthy relationships are, are clear communication. Clear. And doing what you want. Clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say what you, like my rules. Okay, so these are my rules for relationships. Any relationship, A, name what you're feeling and know that you're mm-hmm. responsible for those feelings. Number two, say what you need and know that you're responsible for getting those needs met. And number three, ask for what you want as long as you're always okay with hearing no. If you can get those three things down, you will have a healthy relationship in any arena. I guarantee it. And I've been using that. I had a I had to have a really difficult conversation for myself. And I actually, the person said, I'm sorry that I made you feel these things. And I said, you didn't make me feel those things. Hello. I'm gonna gonna own that it, uh, sometimes you wanna hear and you wanna see things and you have to own that you decided you were gonna see and hear those things. And you can't put that on anyone else. And when you put that on anyone else, then you have just mystified and created this like, narrative that it's like all in everyone else's like court and you had nothing to do with it. And the problem with that is then you're sitting around waiting for life and love to happen to you instead of going, okay, how was I participating in this narrative? What was my part in it? Like Mm -hmm. my part in it was I invented this whole like part where all of this could happen in this moment, in this time. And that's not, it's not a Nicholas Sparks book. So that was my choice. Boom. I need to own that this is my choice. I made that choice and I hurt myself. I hurt myself. Did you hurt me? Partly, but I hurt myself. Mm -hmm. And I think when we get into this new stuff, when you talk about shame, it's okay to talk to your partner, especially if you're entering into like a new space. Mm -hmm. Don't act like you're like, you've, You've lived a queer out in life for how long? No, like, like, you are like a like, sixteen-year-old going on a first date. Like, yeah, and that's another thing too is that like know that like you're gonna get your feelings hurt and all that shit, and that's mm-hmm. gonna be weird, and that like it really is like kind of annoying and frustrating to like look back at your life sometimes and be like, I can't. I, I, my, I, some things I said to myself is that I missed so much time. I missed out on so much and sure, maybe I did. I'll never get those years back, but also like I'm 31 now I can drink wine. I have a really good like plug. So I'm never like short on weed. Why would I ever want to go back to 16 year old Kevin? Fuck that. <laughs> um, 16 year old Sarah though. She was pretty fun. No doubt. I had a boyfriend with a really good six pack. Girl, youth is wasted on the young. <laughs> uh, Anyways, we are we are at time because ending it's, out of our time. It's so true. But please we, send questions. Where can people send questions? You Come can on. Send, yeah, you can send your questions to ask your favorite aunt at gmail.com. You can send questions to me or Sarah in our DMs. Um, but send it to the email. It's easier that way for all of us. Yes, um, um, and we might bring you on. You know, uh, those of yeah, you. If you're here, if you're here live, you might get popped on to answer a cue if you've got wisdom to share. 
So tell your friends, tell your wise friends, and yeah, uh, yeah. make good decisions, guys. Yeah, wait, well, we have to do, wait, we need to do like the ending credits thing. Oh, sorry. First, just like, Go. which is, um, Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you want to Thanks follow me, you can go to thekevingarcia.com and follow me across social media at thekevingarcia. You can follow me at Rev Sarah Heath across all social media as well as my website, which I'll be revamping soon. You Hell can yeah. buy Kevin's book on Amazon. You can buy my books on Amazon. You can, you can hang out with us throughout the week. Be yeah, we're, we're on the Instagram a lot. Um, and come hang out with hang us out with next us Friday. Together. There we yeah. go. Here, every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it's going to be great. Um, if you want to follow, give us money. Give us money. Um, we both have Patreons out there. I've got a podcast called A Tiny Revolution. Sarah's got a podcast called Making Spaces. Spaces. Um, come on over. Come on over, baby. And come on I, over. That's right. Yeah. It's fine. This podcast is a part of the Irreverent Media Group. You can follow them and all of our fun podcasts across the internet at irreverentmedia.fm or irreverent.fm, right? It's irreverent. I don't know. We're getting there. God damn it. It's in the notes. Go look at the notes. Um, we adore you. We like you. We, we want some more of you. We love you. Make it.